0: Good morning. All right. Let's go to the Lord and word of prayer again. Chris, you want to listen? Amen. All right, Luke chapter six. Ma'am. Okay, good. Good. Welcome, Miss Margie. Good to have you. Make stuff at home. Yes, ma'am. You can teach Sunday school if you want to. <laughs> no, <I'm kidding. laughs> if I'm a little loud you can turn me down I don't know I can't seem a little loud but whatever all right Luke chapter 6 anybody remember what we've been talking about generally the Apostles i yeah, prepare this to set this up and take about five minutes, you know, but sometimes Chris he'll just go right to it and it ruins my whole intro. So um gets me all off track. Hunter didn't go very long this morning, so I mean, got more time than I thought I had. Luke chapter six, we've been talking about the apostles, so let's read. I want to make sure I I read here. Um as we move into the apostles, my plan is to start reading different verses here, but this is this is a good set of scriptures. Um, When we talk about the apostles as a whole, Luke chapter 6, verse 12 says, And it came to pass in those days that he went out, now he being Jesus, into a mountain to pray, and continued all night in prayer to God. And when it was day, he called unto him his disciples, and of them he chose twelve, whom also he named apostles. Now, if you were here last week, that verse ought to take on a whole new light. If it don't, you were asleep. (laughs) <laughs> okay we'll talk about it a little bit 14 Simon whom he also named Peter and Andrew his brother James and John Philip and Bartholomew Matthew and Thomas James the son of Alphaeus and Simon called Zelotus, and Judas the brother of James and Judas Iscariot which was the traitor now Acts chapter 2 Acts chapter 2, and we'll start reading in verse 41. Acts chapter 2, verse 41, this is after uh, Peter preached at Pentecost. Then they that gladly received his word were baptized, and the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls, and they continued steadfastly in the Apostles doctrine and in fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers and fear came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles so we're talking about the apostles now we've already went through a whole went through a good bit already these lists in Matthew Mark Luke and Acts of the apostles listed how they're different but they're the same you know what I'm talking about. One mentions Levius. one mentions Thaddeus, one, two mentions Judas, the brother of James, and those are the same person. Bartholomew's mentioned, but in the Gospel of John, we hear about Nathaniel, where he's at. He's Bartholomew. We've already talked about all that. The split up into different groups. There's three groups of four. You had Peter, James. Peter, Andrew, James, and John was the first group. I won't go any further than that because I can't remember off the top of my head what order they're in. But that was the first group. Peter's always mentioned first. Anytime the apostles are mentioned as a group, Peter's always mentioned first. Anytime Peter's little group is mentioned, Peter's always mentioned first. So we believe he was the leader of the group. So we talked about all that. Who remembers what we talked about last time? Last class. Anybody? Why 12? Why 12? He just make it up. I just feel like I'm on choose 12. And there was absolutely no significance to that number? No. Do you remember why he chose 12? Yeah, I remember we said, we, I mean, we really said it could be, you could, you could think of it as a slap in the face to institutionalize Judaism. God made a covenant with the nation of Israel and appointed 12 tribes. Now, 12, we talked about that. There's a lot of that in the Bible numbers take significance but don't get too deep into that especially don't read about it on the internet <laughs> they will take you down some rabbit holes and a lot of it's not true anyway but numbers do have a significance um 12 tribes what else what was 12 anybody remember you named couple. sure how about that Jesus was 12 Jairus's daughter was 12 in the new heaven uh in the new Jerusalem 12 foundations 12 gates 12 has a significance and 12 as far as as far as I can tell the best thing I've seen in my study is that it's the number of perfect governmental foundation when he calls what we talked about the end times for how long four or five years (laughs) with a little thing called COVID in there but Who remembered how many Israelites he sealed to preach during the tribulation? 144,000. Guess what? That's a multiple of what number? 12. So, numbers have significance. Why did he choose 12? God made a covenant with Israel, and he appointed 12 tribes and said, this is it. But what did Israel do? They turned their back on that. And so God is making a new covenant. We're told that in the Bible. I said last week, I don't teach replacement theology. If you don't know what that is, don't even worry about it. <laughs> but that's where they, people basically say Israel's gone and the church is the new Israel. I don't, I don't, I don't teach that. God's yeah, yeah, why would I? It's not true. God still has a plan for his people. They still have a place. But we're told in the Bible there is a new covenant with Jesus Christ. And in this new covenant, he's appointed 12 more. 12. And they are the apostles. So it was a slap in the face of institutionalized Judaism. We also talked about he didn't choose one religious leader. Not one. No scribe, no Pharisee, no Sadducee. Not a single one. Now that goes against all human thinking. I mean if you come in somewhere you'd think you'd want to pick these leaders of the establishment. Well, (laughs) <laughs> i don't know the establishment that takes on a whole new meeting last several years here in america but um you would think that these religious leaders would be the ones he would want to choose but it's not he chose he chose the other end of the spectrum and that's just the truth these guys were just fishermen and fishermen wasn't a very prestigious occupation back then and we'll find out some more about them. So he chose 12. And we just read in uh, Luke 6, one of those verses, I'm, in, I'm, I'm over an act, so I'm not going to turn back, that he named them apostles. And I, I also said, why? So he had disciples, but he called these apostles. Now, that mixes up some people, because some people don't understand there's a difference between disciples and apostles. I'm trying to move quickly here. There's a difference between disciples and apostles. Jesus had a bunch of disciples so did other men during that time he wasn't the only one they would follow they would be in little sex following these teachers and promoting their views these these jewish teachers um there were different ones so he had a lot of he had a lot of disciples eventually but he called 12 after he went out to pray he came back and he called 12 and he called them apostles Do you remember what the word apostles means? Now, disciples, it just means a follower or a learner. Apostles means something different. They're set apart, yep. So, somebody said sent ones and messengers, yes, but they were more. I think the best word we can come up with is something like an ambassador. And they were very akin. Now, we're talking about in him choosing 12 and him naming them apostles, we're talking about this being a derision of Judaism. So he named 12. He called them apostles. They were ambassadors. They had something uh, we talked about last time, the Sanhedrin did. They called them shaliahs And they would send these guys out. They called them shaliahs And they were official representatives of the Sanhedrin. And when they went and they spoke to different people, it was as if the Sanhedrin was speaking. Not that person, they spake with all the power and all the authority of the group that sent them, and that's what apostles means. These guys turned the world upside down. that 's what the Bible says. They went out and they spoke with the same power and the same authority as the one that sent them, Jesus. and they turned the, and we're still feeling their their effects today so and, and, and those shalias they never. They never, I think the last thing we talked about was, they never spread their own opinions. They spoke what the Sanhedrin told them to speak. And it was the same thing. Now, did these the apostles mess up? Yes. They were not perfect. Even, even into the, you know, on into the New Testament, not perfect. Um, but they spoke what Jesus Christ commissioned them to speak. And worked the miracles that he commissioned them to, to work. Jesus is even called an apostle in Hebrews 3.1, capital A, apostle. So these guys, we read last time that there was a part, point, to where Jesus took these guys that were just faces in the crowd at one time and he set them apart and he called them apostles for a work that he wanted them to do. So in calling these guys... It didn't mean that they were not, it it didn't mean that they had perfect understanding of things, because they didn't. I do want to turn to a couple of verses here. Turn to Matthew chapter 15. Matthew chapter 15. So. he basically speaks a parable here and then in verse 15 you see then answered Peter we're going to hear that a lot and said unto him declaring unto us this parable what does Jesus say are ye also yet without understanding and look at ver chapter 17 of Matthew verse 20 so this is this is actually a very interesting thing so this man brings his son to, the, to these apostles and wants him, them to cast this demon out of their son, of his son. And they can't do it. And so now Jesus is on the scene, and they ask him to. And in verse, I'll read verse 19, Then came the disciples of Jesus apart and said, Why could not we cast him out? Jesus cast the demon out, and they want to know why they couldn't do it. Jesus said unto them, because of your what (laughs) unbelief now you want to talk about i'm going to read something here in a minute too. now you want to talk about hitting home these they were just like us or we're just like them just because jesus called them and set them apart as apostles don't mean they had this great understanding and they did everything perfectly and they knew everything he was doing and they understood all the parables that he taught it's not the case not the case. At times, they even failed greatly. Um, I read one guy who said I, I, I liked it, so it's what I want to do here. I think it's five. It says there were five says there were five main things that these apostles apostles lacked. L a c k e d, lacked. Oftentimes, they lacked these things. They lacked spiritual understanding. They were, they were often, and when I say this, I want, you, I want you to think. Is there one disciple, apostle, that comes to mind? They were often quick to speak and slow to hear. <laughs> I think the Bible tells us to do the opposite. <laughs> Be quick to hear and slow to speak. But a lot of times, that's not, that's not how we are. Our mouth runs off first. It gets us in trouble. Then we have to go apologize, or we should. They were the same way. So they also lacked humility. Um, I won't turn to this verse, but there was a a portion of Scripture where um, James and John's mother comes to Jesus and wants them sitting on each side of him. In the kingdom, I wonder if they put her up to that or if she just did it. I don't know. I tend to say she just did it, but there are other times, and we're going to read a one here in just a second, where all these guys did sometimes was argue about who was the greatest. They all look, look, we're all going. Man, if we don't get chose for something, a lot of times we get upset. (laughs) Oh, he didn't shake my hand this morning. Why didn't she speak to me? Why didn't they wave at me? I thought that about somebody this morning. Had to get right. (laughs) We're like, "Mm, mm, mm-mm-mm, we better watch that. We're the same way. It wasn't you, Morgan. It's Okay. (laughs) So I don't know, but I will say, look at Mark chapter nine, Mark chapter nine, verse thirty-three, I believe. And then we're going out right to read. That's going to turn to one more in Luke, Mark chapter nine, verse thirty-three, and he, being Jesus, came to Capernaum. And being in the house, he asked them, what is it that ye disputed among yourselves, by the way? But they held their peace. <laughs> they didn't want to answer him. That's what that means. For by the way, they had disputed among themselves what? Who should be the greatest? Now look in Luke chapter 9, verse 46. Luke chapter 9, verse 46. Then there arose a reasoning among them, the apostles, which of them should be the greatest? They lacked humility. They wanted to be the greatest. Now, which of these argued about it? I don't know. Maybe all of them. I have no idea. I guarantee old Peter was in there. (laughs) Yeah. I tend to say Peter was and John wasn't, but I don't know. I don't know. James and John had some high thoughts too. So they lacked spiritual understanding at times. At times they lacked humility. Um, At times it's unbelievable because of who we're talking about. But they even lacked faith. Um look at turn back to Mark. I know I'm turning a lot and that's on purpose. Mark chapter 4. Mark chapter 4. So in this same account I know there hang on one second. I know there's one Here we go. In this same account, this same account, the book. Listen to what the book of Matthew says, and don't think that just because a few of the words are different, that these that this isn't that these things don't line up, and that that means that the Bible has an error in it, and all that. These guys wrote from a specific point of view at times. And they wrote under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. And a lot of times the Holy Ghost may include something here in Matthew that in the same account he just doesn't include here in Mark or vice versa. So I think when we take them all together you have the whole account that he wants us to have. But at times it may be a little bit different. So the same account we're about to read about where you are in Mark chapter 4 is also, you don't have to turn there, I'm going to read it. In Matthew chapter 8. And in verse 26. Jesus saith unto them. Why are you. And he's talking to this group. Why are ye fearful. O ye of little faith. Little faith. Now. If I had my head blown up. And wanted to be the greatest. Him saying that I had very little faith. Would be damaging to my. Self confidence. (laughs) Oh, you have little, little, little faith. You got a little bit. Well, at least I got that. Same account in Mark chapter 4. Look at what he says in verse 40. And he said unto them, why are ye so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? Oh, it went from, <laughs> I had a little hope. <laughs> you got a little faith to none. This is the group that he set apart to, I don't want to get into an argument about when the church started. This is the group that he set apart to build up the church of the New Testament. And here he says they have no faith. That's got to damage that ego. You ever been there? (laughs) (laughs) so they lacked spiritual understanding at times they lacked humility, they lacked faith they lacked commitment they were all committed sometimes until until the rubber met the road I remember one instance I hate to keep picking on him but it's just, I mean we're told about it and I mean, he's the most prominent figure here, Peter. That's without a doubt. But Peter, I mean, you remember what he said? He told Jesus, Jesus told Peter, You're going to deny me. And Peter said, I'll die first. Well, was that true? No. No. When the rubber met the road, he denied him. Same thing with us. Things are going good. That's usually the worst time for us. We get really close to the Lord and we feel like we're bulletproof. And we feel like I'll never do that again. Boy, you know what? you've done that same thing. Same thing. So we have to be careful about that. So they lack spiritual understanding, humility, faith, commitment. And then as we read about those demons, they lacked. When you don't have those things, you have no power. And um, that is one thing that is missing from church today. The church has no power. It's there. It's available. But when we, as the church spend all our time doing carnal things and spend no time in prayer and no time reading God's word what do you expect yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah Sure. Conscious choice every day. Yeah, yeah, me too. I am too. Um, but I'm just telling you, from my perspective, if all this church was made up of a bunch of Jay Pruitts, we'd be in trouble. Be in trouble. So we have to be careful about casting stones here. And I say that because I'm the same way. We read this stuff about these these guys, and we do. I looked at Ray earlier. <laughs> <laughs> and we tend to think, man, I would not to choose were thinking that. Man, I would never do something like that. Oh, yeah, you would. Yeah, you would. <laughs> And Paul talks about that, right? Talks about our two natures. He said, I got two in me. And, and he said, some of the time they war against each other. No. He said, they're warring against each other constantly. He said, I fight it all the time. Paul said, what I want to do, I often don't do. And this is Paul. And what I don't want to do, that is. Is usually what I do. And I can say the same thing. So, and that's your Sunday school teacher. So <laughs> sit me down. It's fine. It's, it's just how it is. It's just how it is. That's not an excuse. It's not an excuse. But, so, I think it's interesting also as we read these things about these apostles. That Jesus, the scripture makes absolutely no effort to cover it up. None. We're told about their flaws. We're told about their lack of humility and their lack of faith. And There's one verse I forgot to read, but it said Jesus upbraided them (laughs) for their unbelief. So, Scripture doesn't hide that. It doesn't hide that. Why? 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 If they were nothing but perfect, we'd think that we ain't we're not gonna accomplish that, so why even try? Exactly. It makes them relatable. It goes back to what we talked about in the very first time we started talking about the apostles. They're relatable. Scripture doesn't hide this stuff. And what did Jesus do, yeah, I mean the Bible says he abraded them. But he, he, he was an intercessor for him, prayed for him, and he was a constant witness. <laughs> they witnessed his humility. Yeah, the Son of God was humble. <laughs> if anybody had a reason not to be, it'd be him. Jesus was humble. They witnessed all this stuff. So, if all these. If, absolutely. Absolutely. That's true. Yes. Make an intercession right now. For us. So if if these guys had so many flaws, why didn't he just choose somebody else? <laughs> oh man. Can you imagine? Special special position comes up at the church. And Brother Kevin chooses Greg Chapman realizes oh no 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 (laughs) greg got greg got too many flaws i'm gonna take chris wilburn well it ain't gonna be long (laughs) oh no 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 i'm gonna take david box i hate to say it mr david before long no 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 we all got it we're not the standard he is i ain't talking about brother kevin talking about jesus because even brother kevin miss amanda Amanda said amen. <laughs> You're welcome. I want to make sure that went out on the world wide web. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my wife done said amen about a dozen times back there when I was talking about me. But why? Why didn't you choose somebody else? Because it's going to be the same thing. But I think the main thing is, it's so just like anything we do, although we don't think like this, these guys are never going to be able to say, look what I did. The power is not of men, but of God. And uh, turn to, uh, I think this is, that I got First Corinthians. I think it's supposed to be Second Corinthians. Turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 12. No, I thought so. Second Corinthians chapter 12. Verse 9, so Paul has a problem, and we can debate what it was all day long, but he asked the Lord three times to take it away from him, and it just seems to me, I mean, human nature. It seems to me, Brother David, the Lord should have just removed it. Paul, look at what he was doing on these missionary journeys, establishing churches, teaching, I mean, this is the Apostle Paul. I've got something that's bothering me. Just take it away from me so I can be more effective. And in verse 9, Paul tells us, And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. And then Paul says something that I cannot relate to. I'm sorry. I just can't. Not in my human flesh. I cannot relate to this. Paul says most gladly therefore will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me therefore I take pleasure in infirmities in reproaches in necessities in persecutions in distresses for Christ's sake for when I am weak then am I strong now I know that's true I know it is and I felt it in my life before but my human flesh says I don't That goes against everything we believe. But his strength is made perfect in weakness. So the honor is going to go to God alone. So notice. um, Look at verse. uh, Acts chapter 4 real quick. And this is probably where we're going to end. We're going to run right into talking about Peter. So this is probably going to be the end of talking about the apostles in a general sense and we'll start looking at them individually next time which will be two weeks from today acts chapter four so peter and john are out preaching uh, preaching christ and the sanhedrin has them arrested and brings them in And Peter and John continued to preach Christ. Tell them some things. And look at verse 13. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled. And they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. They saw these guys, and they knew them. And the, the Greek here, <laughs> unlearned and ignorant men. The Greek here is, we get an English word from it. See if you can guess what it is. The Greek here is idiotic. Idiota. Got it? We'd call them idiots. We'd say, that's not nice. I don't care. That's what the Bible said. I didn't say it. Literally, they were unlearned or illiterate ignoramuses. That's what they were. But what made the difference? They had been with Jesus. And even the Sanhedrin recognized that. So, these men as I don't know what you thought about them before we started talking about them. As lofty as we hold them up, and, and they have, they deserve some of that. They were just normal people <laughs> that made mistakes, that lacked faith, that lacked humility. At times they had no faith. At times I'm gonna say they had no humility. Didn't come from the relig- religious elite. Didn't come from not, not a doctor, not a lawyer none of that fishermen for the most part and god is going to use them and we'll see some of it as we talk about them but as you see them go into the book of acts what what has happened christ has died and he's been resurrected And he's ascended to heaven. But when the day of Pentecost came, they received something. Now they have the Holy Spirit. And now they can go in the power of the Holy Spirit and do these great things that we're going to see them we'll see them do. Now, we're not going to talk about their great things. <laughs> we're going to talk about some other things, too. But next time... Lord willing, we will um, start talking about Peter and work our way through all 12. And like I said, that will be two weeks from today. Uh, somebody else is going to do Sunday school next Sunday. Somebody that's coming with Brother Tom. So I look forward to that. But All right. Let's dismiss in prayer. Mr. Mike, you want to dismiss us?